Welcome to episode number 154 of the Tell Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we're on a little bit of a hiatus because of the holidays and we're going into another one. So you guys, we're, we're going to throw in some Star Warriors episodes um, and, you know, just kind of some miscellaneous fun stuff. But this will be the second to let episode for this season. I don't know what we want to call it. Quote unquote season, yeah. Quote unquote season. Um, we have so, no, we have no uh, organizational. <laughs> just we just number this stuff. That's it. Yeah. So, anywho, um, yeah, you know, you guys can enjoy your break. We'll enjoy our break, and usually it's a pretty slow time for movie TV news, anyway. So, um, yeah. But today there's a lot, so let's get to it. Uh, up at the top here, Marvel TV movie news. We got our Black Widow trailer. I thought it was okay. Um, I personally didn't really care, honestly. That's just, you know, I know it's probably going to be good, and obviously, and Feige we trust, but I was just uh, whelmed personally. How about you? Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the Winter Soldier movie. And this reminds me a lot of it. Uh, and I love those kind of scope movies. So, you know, does this movie need to exist? I don't know. The timeline is funky. So it's like, whatever. But you know what? Um, this looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I love action movies. And this this hit all those notes for me. Uh, because, you know, I've been, I, I've been okay with all these superhero movies. Um, but I do like... I like street level heroes. I like people without powers um, getting stuff done. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this movie. To be honest with you, good. Yeah, you know, I I obviously, like I said, I want it to be good. I'm sure it will be good. I have not been disappointed yet. Exactly. Uh, you know, Thor two and stuff aside, but like. Really, at the end of the day, I still like all Marvel movies, so I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right, so then, also, we got the news that Marvel TV is officially dissolved um, and being absorbed to Marvel Studios. So what's that mean? Like, we already talked about Jeff Loeb uh, being gone and, like, the Runaways getting canceled and um, what is the other one there? Uh, Cloak and Dagger. Yep. Yep, so, like, it's all gone, you know? And um, the only sad news of that, to me, is that some people are going to lose their jobs, and that, you know, kind of sucks. But other than that, in my opinion, this is a very good thing. And, um, you know, I'll I'll be looking forward to see what the new Marvel TV decides to put out. A.K.A. Disney Plus, mostly. That's the thing. It's like, I mean... It's an uphill battle. We saw it basically disintegrating, you know. So it's no surprise. Just take care of it. Scrub it. You know, it's too bad people lose their jobs, which doesn't make sense to me because it seems like they they should be welcome, you know, with open arms into the Marvel Studios family since they've worked hard and actually brought us, you know, some shows that people like. (laughs) So um, let's hope for the best here. Yeah, that's... Honestly, that's what I really mean is, like, it's not like they were doing shitty jobs. You know what I mean? And, like, does that mean, because I know it's a little bit different, like, 
the people who are working on like Jessica Jones and all that, like I get, cause it's all the same, right? Jeff Loeb was producer on everything. Yeah. Yeah. From what I understand. Yes. So yeah, that, that kind of blows, but um, again, we got, we got to trust Feige that uh, they won't, you know, they'll do what they can do to help the fans. And um, if that means some stuff gets trimmed, then I'm fortunately, I guess that's what it means. Yep. <sighs> anyway. Um, and then we got our first look at WandaVision um, as well as Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, just like, honestly, like a little shot, you know, official image. Um, nothing too crazy with those, but just kind of continuing to build the hype train that those will be out next year. And um, we'll be watching. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, maybe it's different because I had a kid and all, or and you feel the same way, but it's like, holy crap. We're like, we're done with this year. <laughs> like, yeah. Time is blown. So like, I'm, we're talking about things for 2020, but 2020 is in three weeks. So it's just, it's wild. Yeah, good luck with that, having a kid. That's kind of like what I've heard is just like your time table right there because you watch it happen. Like you watch things happen much faster, um, especially when you have a kid. So you're you're going into fast-forward mode, my friend. All right. Yeah, we got our first look at Wonder Woman 84 with an epic song uh, cover of Blue Monday by Sebastian Bohm. Good looks at the, the characters. Chris Pine is somehow returning. Maybe he got beamed in. I don't know. <laughs> what did you think yeah. of the trailer? So apparently that's not a gimmick. Um, so yeah, he's he's back somehow. It's comic book, so no surprise there. Um, because as much as it looks like she's talking to herself in a lot of those scenes, Patty Jenkins was like, "No, it's it's not a gimmick. He's back in this movie." So that's good. Um, yeah, you know, I would have liked to see Cheetah. I I don't care what trailer it is. Um, this trailer was okay for me. It was fun. Um, that fight scene in the bright white room reminds me of the fight scene from Justice League. You know, some different moves and stuff, but nothing. It just was kind of like whatever. You know what I mean? Um, for that, it's cool, and I'm ready for it. But you know, to be honest, when you're asking me, like, would like if Black Widow did something? Like, I think I was more excited for that Black Widow trailer than this. To be honest, after waiting so long for this. And, you know, it's just a, you know, it's just an overarching whatever trailer for Wonder Woman. It's finally here. But, um, yeah, we'll get more in the next six months here before the movie hits. Yeah. Pedro Pascal, you know, Maxwell Lord is one of my favorite characters. So it'll be cool to see him in there. Yeah, I can I can understand where you're coming from. Um, And I guess that's like, to me, why the same side of it for Black Widow is like, I didn't see anything new. Um, same thing with Wonder Woman. I didn't see anything new. It was just, you know what it's been? Is that it's been such a string of really badly made trailers lately. Hmm. Like, not regardless of the movie, just like the trailers aren't good. They're not exciting. And that one, I was like, okay, you guys actually made a good trailer out of it. <laughs> so, you know, either we're going to see them both. <laughs> When it comes down to it. So, um, but on the other side of that is they are going to do an offshoot. Um, there's going to be an Amazon spinoff with Patty Jenkins as executive producer. That kind of came out of left field. Um, I'm 
good with that, I think. If it's more like mythological, I'm yeah. I'm more better with that. If it's just like I don't know. I don't know what it would be, honestly. So I, I just hope it's more mythological, in my opinion. I don't need to like that's the thing about these things. Like same thing with Earth or um Thor. I don't care if he goes to Earth. I, I I'd rather stay up there, which is why I think I like Ragnarok the best. And the same thing with her. Like I understand that she has to go to Earth and, and like that's her thing, but I wouldn't mind doing a lot more mythological stuff, which you know, we didn't really get to see yet. Um and it doesn't look like we're going to see it in this next one either, which is fine. But I like when she fights minotaurs and Ares, but actually looks cool. You know what I mean? So, anyway. yeah, I guess so. I mean, <clears throat> spinoffs are weird to begin with, especially like one that would like, all right, let's do the the deep or whatever. They're you know those monsters from Aquaman. Let's do oh, the yeah, origin, yeah. and let's do these side characters. Like I, fine do it but you know don't take five years to make me a batman movie or you know like i understand that 10 years to make you a, a man of steel sequel right that's that's the biggest that's probably the biggest point um and also like you got all these other characters and these great things to write about you have a huge stable um that like this movie would it be special i don't i don't i don't know and i don't particularly care um so it's just, it's tough to say, hey, let's do these spinoffs when you've been having such a hard time building your cinematic universe to begin with. Right. I will say, because of what James Wan did with Aquaman, that was Lord of the Rings level world building. And I'd much rather, I'm more excited to see what that is going to be than I am on the Amazons. Yeah, because you're right. It's like, as much as I want to see like Wonder Woman mythological stuff, Themyscira doesn't really matter as much it's going to these other places and stuff correct so you know it's fine um the problem with aquaman too is that um they they did make it goofy which pissed off a lot of people so it is a very like divisive movie um so it's they i feel like do aquaman 2 kind of make it more on the like it's it was epic and we you and i love this movie but it's easily arguable like you can argue that it's a bad movie too. So um, maybe go back, make it a little bit more badass. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like these, the bottom line is these spinoffs are kind of unnecessary to me. That's, that's it. Yeah. When you can still work on your, your cinematic universe, which, you know, I, I'll just kind of um, skip ahead with that uh, Shazam two and flash movie you know i just want to reverse this a little bit like shazam 2 did get a a release date of um april 1st 2022 um and then the flash which god knows how long that's been in development now is also going to be coming out three literally three months later in july 1st of 2022 so um both those movies need to start filming today in order to hit that date you know what i mean yeah right after the new year with all the effects for both of those. And, you know, to your point, you know, you go and and create the deep and that can be made on a smaller budget, hopefully. And it's not, you know, it's more inclusive story. The same thing with the Amazons, but like, you know, let's get the black Adam under wraps. You know what I mean? Like, let's get these other guys that we know are coming done before you start throwing out other things like this. 
Well, that's this. It's the thing with this demand of a release schedule that's that that Marvel basically holds over everybody, um, and people want to know what's happening. And I get it. And if you don't announce these dates, uh, they get filled in by filled. Marvel yeah. coming in out of left field, being like, "We're going to make you know a movie out of Fing Fang Foom or something like that." So it's just like, right? Um, Marvel has so much control, and they could just be like, "We're just going to." We, they just started dropping movies, you know, again into these spots, and so. I guess in order to compete, you might as well lock them down and then move me up to. I mean, Black Black Adam moved for a decade. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, yeah, I I I believe that these movies are going to get made, um, and I I would love to see Ezra Miller's The Flash come to fruition, especially since he and Grant Morrison work on the you know rumored to be working on on the script together. So um, you know what. We want to say, hey, DC, you know, make a cinematic universe. But, hey, DC, just make movies like you've been doing right now. Like, do your world to DC. Make movies that are fun, you know, like you've had in the last few years. And don't get bogged down by connecting this shit too much. Yeah. Yep. Precisely. All right. Um, And then uh, Peter Skarsgård did get filled into an unknown role for The Batman. Um Skarsgård is an amazing actor, so I don't really, you know, I don't care where, who he is. I, I, if it was me, um, you know, my, Matthew McConaughey has not officially signed on. Yeah. If it were me, it would be Skarsgård in the Two-Face role. Absolutely. I don't want to see Matthew McConaughey in that role, to be honest with you. I don't need him in yeah. this movie. I, yeah. I like Matthew McConaughey, but he, he's somebody who really beckons for almost too much screen time. Um, where you start getting people who just like respect being actors and like, I, yeah. I, no, 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 no issue with Matthew McConaughey. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like these guys who you know are going to do a great job in the role without needing too much spotlight and will deliver like, like Jeffrey Wright. You know what I mean? It's exactly, exactly. You get these people who are relatively known now, great actors, but not, not, not huge like names where it's going to unbalance the movie, which people are afraid of after they announce like five different characters in the movie. So right. we want a Batman movie filled with, with these characters um, treated right, because that's what you need to do um, to really kind of set yourself aside from what you've been doing for the last, you know, whatever X amount of decades with Batman movies. So um, yeah, Scarstar as, as Two-Face, I'm, I'm sold. I was sold the minute they, I, I was like, this is, this is the role. And if it's not that I, I wouldn't. I would take him as any other person, but Two Face, heck yeah, yeah. And I think you know Matt Reeves. He's picking to your point actors. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like people who they could probably do their own movie, but none of them have really. You know, other than Pattinson, and he picks weird ass movies. Like then, you know what I mean? Like he's 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 definitely a star, but he's not like. He's not Matthew McConaughey, you know. He's an act, he's an actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <he is>. So, <laughs> you know, um, and Skarsgård has done his own movies, but again, they're just they're not huge. He's not he's not doing that. So, um, whatever. Everything they've done so far has been great. So, uh, as far as casting goes, yep. Uh, I can't really speak to this too much, but Crisis on Infinite Earths <laughs> is over, like for the break, or is it still got another couple episodes? No, it's over for now. First yep. episodes ran this week. The last two will uh, air on January fourteenth, back to back for a two-hour. Uh, basically, it's it's Arrow and and Legends. Uh, those two episodes. Uh, so that's 
I'm not, and I think another Arrow episode airs after that as the the finale. ending, though. Yeah. 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 So that we're gonna clear up what happens in Crisis. Uh, you don't know what's happening, so I don't even want to talk about it because it's been a lot of fun. Uh, my overalls, like I told you, is that yeah, it's still the CW. Um, but there is so much fan service that it just like half, like my jaw drops half the time and then it gets kind of bogged down by CWness and then it goes back to being epic. So, um, you know what? They have accomplished something unprecedented um, leading yeah. up to this. This is an amazing crossover. There are some amazing cameos, ones that we didn't even know were coming. So um, I'm, I'm excited for you to watch it. Yeah. Right. I watched a couple um arrows last night to catch up so i got like maybe two more episodes before i can actually get into it but it will be it will be watched before next year Um, that's all you have to watch is arrow trust me Um, i know i know that's it that's it so falls into place speaking of cw finally um we did get a trailer for the star girl show um it was it was supposed to be on dc universe and you can tell because the budget is Far above everything on the CW, which means it will get chopped if they do a season two. But um, it is kind of strange that they like they literally has chopped the show ready for DC Universe. And now it's coming out for CW. And, you know, I got to stop you. I got to stop you because it's it's both. They're going on both. It's going to DC Universe first and then Uh it's getting. Um, it's getting chopped down a little bit to be able to go on network TV. So this is actually, this is one of the more interesting moves they've made to kind of um, tie everything together um, along with kind of making things very accessible from um, especially a character like this, where it could, I don't, this is definitely not going to be as mature as the shows we've been watching. Um, I don't know if you've actually had a chance to watch that Harley Quinn show yet. But um, they've they've definitely kept along with the basis of these are very mature shows um, to the point where it's almost annoying sometimes where, yeah, I, it's great that they can say the F word a bunch of times in Titans. But if you can't have a good story, it just gets bogged down and it's garbage. So it's like um, it's tough because I would rather have good content than mature content that's not good. So um, I do like that Stargirl is is. Um, is still moving forward because, uh, you know, I think that it, it, like I said, it's, it's good for different ages. It's good. It's good across the board. And that's what DC really needs to aim for as well. Because, um, yeah, I, I love doom patrol, but at the same time, I like, I like family friendly stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that's, that's what I think is cool. It's going to both. All right. I, I did not know that. So good, good stuff. Um, all right, let's go over and have you take over because <laughs> he wrote all of these. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, so, in comic news, a uh, couple couple things from DC. I gotta throw something in here. Just uh, just a quick little um, little little bird blurb here. Strange Adventures from uh, by Tom King, uh, Mitch Gerald is going to be hitting. It's in the March solicitations, which just came out. So get ready for that in March if you're a big fan of what King does. I am. You have. You are. Um, so I'm really looking forward to another maxi series that's going to kind of, you know, tell us a different side of these heroes, um, like he did with Mister Miracle. Uh, so that's that's in March. Just want to throw that in there. Um, 
next up, we have the collected ver uh, collected hardcover of Tales from the Dark Multiverse, which actually, you know, a lot of these individual issues have been getting, um, you know, some fame. Uh, there actually been like the one Death of Superman one was named as one of the best DC issues of the last decade. Um, there was another one in there, but the Dark Multiverse is is fun. Uh, a lot of cool characters are coming out of it. A lot of cool storylines. And so, if you wanted to read all these these individual one shots, um, the one the last one I wanted to read was the Infinite Crisis one, where Blue Beetle didn't die, and then something crazy happened. So, um, I might pick up hmm. this hardcover to read them all. Definitely. Yeah, I I think I would too. Actually, it's cool. Yeah, it seems pretty sweet. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, apparently, there's there's a little rumor going around right now that. Um, that American um, screenwriter John Ridley, uh, who's known for 12 Years a Slave as of late, um, may be taking over writing Batman around issue 100. Uh, right now, it's uh, we're, we're in that span after King's run, Tinian um, uh, the Fourth, whatever his name is, <laughs> I always forget his name, um, or how to say his name, is, is, is taking over writing duties on the Batman ongoing. So this, this I found online, I thought this was kind of interesting. Hmm. I mean, sure. <laughs> it looks like I looked at his uh, bibliography, and it looks like he's written some other comic books in the past. So, not outside of his wheelhouse, um, as far as that goes. But you know, it's like that guy Eric Hessier who was working on um, Arrival and won an Oscar, and then he goes and moves over to Valiant and did a great job over there. So, sure, <laughs> you know, like bring it on. Exactly, exactly. A little more depth to our comic books. Exactly. Yeah, I'm done. All right. So I think you put this one down. Uh, so let's move into Marvel news. You're gonna, it says the first month, first month of 2020, Marvel is having midnight events for comics. Yeah. So that's, uh, what is this, just, just for January or every month? Yeah, it's like the first, it's like the first month, basically, every Wednesday, there's going to be a midnight event for one of the comics that's coming out premiering. Oh, uh, that's where we got the Iron Man 2020 event. Yep. New Guardians. Yep. Interesting. Thor and then Marvel's X. Those are the ones. It's amazing that they still do midnight releases when nobody does them anymore. Video games, movies. Everybody's like, no, we'll just do them before people, you know, go to bed. <laughs> the movie one, or sorry, not the movie. Well, the movie one is great too, except for like I'm going to see the rise of skywalker at 6 p.m yeah which is like throw me off a little bit um and at that point it's like why just go like that's 3 p.m your time like right why at is that point you came out on thursday you right. didn't come out on friday exactly like, <laughs> this... 9 p.m is pushing it you know and that's what video games are doing it's like they're doing 9 p.m because they say it's going to take like three hours for the update to go through your system which is fine Though randomly, Borderlands took literally twenty minutes, which I was blown away by. But um, anyway, yeah, I just—that's one thing that I, I have not understood—is how they do these things, these early midnight releases, because nobody does midnight releases. But regardless, Marvel's doing it. I'm sure there will be like four people at each comic book shop going because it's a stupid idea. But whatever. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you just reboot Guardians of the Galaxy every fucking year with a number one. And then you do this Iron Man 2020 event that nobody, like, I don't remember anything from that. 
I don't remember any of those shitty characters. So, um, sorry, but midnight events are just kind of ridiculous to me to begin with. So, whatever. You're not a movie. You're a yeah. you're, you're a paper. You're a piece of paper that I can get the next day and not. <laughs> whatever. Moving on. Um, the next thing is called Empire. It's uh, being dubbed as an earth-shattering 2020 event. Uh, no real details on this, uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, the play on PYRE, uh, I don't know, you know what that what that entails, but we'll find out soon enough, I'm sure. Uh, they still have that murder mystery that they're ramping up for now, going into the new year. Uh, so that's the next event on their, on their schedule. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Uh, next in Marvel, uh, another Star Wars book was announced. Uh, it's called Bounty Hunters. It's going to be an ongoing starting in March, 2020, uh, by Ethan Sachs and Paolo, uh, Villanelli. Uh, this actually looks interesting to me. It's going to be featuring the character Valance, who was a character from Legend, who is a character from Legends. He was a character from the original Marvel comic run uh, back in the day. Um, they actually just did a um, issue 108, which wrapped up, wrapped up a lot of storylines and character uh, character things that people were kind of left up left out in the open. Uh, so that was cool that they actually went back and, and did that book. Uh, but it also featured um the valence you know valence story as well so that's just uh if you're looking for some reference to that there are some issue like more recent issues with him um and then you can also go look back of course in old trades and whatnot but valence will be taking center stage in this book and also like bosk and boba fett are on the cover as as you know as usual (laughs) yeah yeah and it takes place between empire and jedi right it's yeah it's uh yeah it's civil war period so okay. I I did not look exactly when the when the time was, but yeah, it is Civil War. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'll read it. <laughs> I'll be reading it. Uh, and then exciting news out of IDW: um, the East Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird um, re, um, reunited. Uh, they were reunited on the toys that made us. Uh, they had had a falling out years ago. And it's such a sad thing when that kind of thing stuff happens. I didn't realize how bad it was, um, but the show got them back together. It was actually a really, really beautiful episode. Um, and now they're they're reuniting for a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, comic called The Last Ronin, and that'll be out summer of 2020. And it's not like about Yosagi or anything, right? It's just like a whole new thing. Yeah, I I think it's a whole new thing. Interesting. Okay. Like it's not like TMT TMNT the last Ronin. No, it is TMNT the last Ronin. Uh, then I it's wouldn't a, be surprised. It's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle story. I would say that it's something new because why I don't know. I I would just think they're going to create a new character together for this um and give us a new tale because why why do things you've already done do something new you're getting back together for the first time in here you go years elseworlds type story set sometime in the future yep okay so it's an elseworlds tale that doesn't fit into the timeline that's fine 
That's cool. Good. Perfect. Um, All right. Well, that's a good spot to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. All right, we're back after those commercial breaks. Let's get into some TV streaming news here. Um, Showtime has optioned the uh, book there, The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. Um, I have this book, and I have not read it yet. Um, I heard it's a really cool, like, take on superheroes in New York City. I think they're both Jewish, and it's apparently this amazing book that everyone loves, and I need to read it. But, you know, everyone's got to get in the superhero game, and Showtime, I forgot they even make TV shows. So (laughs) I guess it's time for them (laughs) to get in there. Never heard of it. Interesting. Yeah, it's like a really... I don't know if I would say famous book, but I've gotten it recommended many times. So I, I own it. I just haven't read it yet. So oh. supposed to be good. Um, what I have heard about is Reno 911 and uh, yeah. it's coming back. I love that show. Um, you know, we're in that time period of like people bringing back things for nostalgia and I didn't think about this as being nostalgic, but it is. I, I probably the first episodes are like 20 years ago. <laughs> so I'm, I'm good with this. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. The first one was 2003. Damn. Yeah. It's been 17 years by the time it comes. So I'm all about it. It was a good show. Yeah. And the movie was good. Yes. <laughs> and the rock was in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lock and Key, the uh, Joe Hill comic, uh, which has been optioned to Netflix as a TV show, is coming out on February 7th. Seen it and said it's really good. <laughs> Obviously, he's probably a little biased, but um, I'm just excited that, you know, Netflix is so crazy with like how they, they like give you like no time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm about to tell you in a second, like this other release date where it's just like, what? It's coming out that soon? So another thing I'll have to be binging in a weekend because that comic book was amazing. And they've probably got multiple years ahead of them for a series, for seasons. Yeah, this is exactly what we're talking about. This is exactly what they need to be doing. Um, Taking these relatively known titles and and running with them. Um, so just, this is where Netflix needs to shine. So let's hope for the best here. Cause I want to keep my subscription. <laughs> right. I need reasons. Right. I need, so reasons. if you guys have, <laughs> yeah, if I know you haven't, but also listeners, please read lock and key. It's a very good comic. 
Very good. Um, and then also on Netflix, January, first week of January, we're getting Dracula. Um, now, this is in collaboration with the BBC, because I, I thought it was going to be on the BBC. This is by the creators of Sherlock. Um, they just released the trailer today. Uh, it looks like Dracula. It, I don't know how it's going to be different or new or whatever. Um, not from the teaser trailer that they released, but, uh, you know, I love vampires. <laughs> so, yeah, have to watch it. Yeah, this looks really good. Um, I like these three episode shows, um, mini movies in each episode, basically. And then it's just, I, I like that structure. Um, it's so much better than sitting through 12 episodes. So I'm excited. Yeah. Especially when it's like Sherlock and it's all quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting. And now over at HBO slash HBO max, um, we did get a trailer for Curb Your Enthusiasm season 10 also coming in January. Um, that's another one of those shows. Larry David could just decides when he wants to put it out. So <laughs> I didn't even realize it was coming out. Uh, so that's cool. And then we got news that the Griswolds, um, which is going to be a TV series spinoff um, of the vacation movies is going to be coming to HBO max. The interesting thing about this one is that it's produced by Johnny Galecki, uh, who is in Christmas vacation. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, he has a deal with Warner Brothers after Big Bang Theory that he's going to be producing stuff for God knows how long. So That's right. I forgot that he was, he was Russ in that movie. Yeah. That's, yep. That's right. Um, that's funny. Is this, um, is this still going to have Chevy Chase? Eh, you would think so, right? I would hope so. It, yeah. He's all over you know, TV. You know, it's like, why not? I mean, if right. He it's is. Supposed- he is the Griswold. <laughs> yeah, it's. It says it's supposed to follow the title family in the Chicago suburbs, um, kind of like their day to day, not their vacations. Right. So- My concern was is that they made that um, the new one, right? The other, uh, what was it? The reboot. Not the re. Was it the reboot? But it started his. It was Rust, though, right? Not really a reboot. Yes. It's it's a. Yeah. Sequel. It was. Yes, it was with the guy from the office. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch it because it looked like shit. So, which is funny because it's the guys who wrote Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, uh, hmm. so I don't know. Like this, hopefully it's different. Hopefully it doesn't have anything to do with those people or not. I don't know because obviously Spider-Man's good. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to wait and see. That's it. I have to wait. Um, Speaking of things that look good. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. So let's go over here to movie news. Um, this is crazy. The gr- the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer. Loved it. Can't wait. If you've seen anything that Jason Reitman does, you know that we're in for probably a less goofy Ghostbusters, which is yeah. fine. He yep. makes more heartfelt movies. Um, but that's fine. That's great. I love that it's Egon's family. That blew me away. So I I'm all in. All in. Yeah, absolutely. That that trailer was magical. Um, to be honest with you, um, I you know what I, as much as they say Ghostbusters one is a comedy, it's definitely a dark. It's a dark comedy, um, and so I don't really get goofy laughs out of that movie, and it's why 
you know, I like Ghostbusters 2. And then they made the stupid Ghostbusters movie, not even the same world. Um, this this really just, it, this does it for me. It just takes it, gives it a serious tone with some, like, family elements and, and nostalgia. And just, I, I they didn't have to show us anything in that trailer besides a couple, you know, the, the Ecto-1 driving around and maybe Slimer. I don't know. You know, you know just these, these small little just alluding to what's going to happen. And that was, that was enough to absolutely sell me on that movie. So I can't wait. Can't wait. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man, this, uh, like you said, you nailed it when you said magical. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Um, all right. So Benioff and Weiss, not on star Wars. Now they've announced what they are doing, which is uh, Lovecraft. Um, they say it's based off of a graphic novel called Lovecraft, which does not exist um, that I've seen. Uh, but yeah. they're basically, the idea is, the movie's premise is, what if Lovecraft himself wasn't making it up? Uh, what if all the horror stories were true? Um, the movie will take place in 1920. So, fine. You know, I'll be quite honest with you. I love this idea. I just don't know how much I love it with them. If you told me Guillermo del Toro was doing this, like when he was supposed to be doing in the mouth or um, in the mountains of madness, uh, that was more exciting to me. I just right now, I just don't trust these guys with what they do with game of Thrones and, and how they left things with star Wars. I've just, I've got very little faith. You know what the problem with those statements are, is that we don't know what the truth is behind any of it. Of course. Uh, the thing about Game of Thrones is, like, we can sit here and we can talk about how the last season kind of was not what we wanted, but we loved the show for eight seasons. You know what I mean? They they made a great show. They made scenes in that that are horror, that are creepy. They've done some great cinematic stuff and put that whole project together for eight years. So I'm not going to give them – I'm not going to I'm not gonna sit here and be, like, bash on them that they can't do this. We don't even know what really this is, you know, to be honest with you. And the other thing about it is that the Star Wars thing, I'm like, to be honest, like, I would leave too if it was that much bullshit behind the scenes. It just seems they were stuck in this time period where they were probably promised things, um, and they were going to do they were going to do what they were going to do with Knights of the Old Republic, and then and then Lucasfilm and Ke- Kathleen Kennedy just turned things on them probably, and and they left because you know what the people have better things to do than be controlled by a corporate entity. That they're like, yeah, we want to make Star Wars, but you know what? Maybe this isn't going to really work because we don't know what you want. You you don't even know what you want. So, um, you know what? I, I, I want to see what these guys are doing post-Game of Thrones, post-exiting Star Wars. Let them let them do something. Let's watch and judge after that because they've gotten so much shit that I don't know if it really is well-deserved. I don't know either. I'm just not as excited as if you told me it was Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> no, I get that. And the same thing where it's just like people talk about, oh, let's do a new Constantine movie. Well, listen, I don't want to do Constantine without Justice League Dark. I don't want to do Justice League Dark without Guillermo del Toro because that's where I got really sold on it. So I get it. I get it. But I'm getting also tired of 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 backing these corporate ideas that that this is how things should be. And also the fan bases that don't really know what they want to begin with. So it's just, it's, it's, it's annoying because then people who are actually decent creators get 
shit on and then they don't come back and do anything. It's such a volatile society. That's the, that's a that's a huge problem in entertainment these days, to be honest. And we'll we'll move on. But I just it just kind of upsets me when we t- when we when we think about it that way. Amen. I got you. <laughs> Back like Star Wars is the be all end all, and it's like it's not. It's still Disney, and Disney is a corporate entity that makes mistakes. So. I, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so next we've got uh, Goldie Hawn is confirmed to be joining Christmas Chronicles 2, um, which is great because I like the first one a lot with her husband, um, Kurt Russell. And the sequel is going to get Chris Columbus directing, which I thought was curious, but then maybe not so curious when you watch uh, the movies that made us Home Alone edition, and you realize how much Christopher Columbus loves Christmas. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I did. You watch that? I did not. I, I oh, okay. Maybe I will. It's that time of year, so I didn't watch it last year. I want to, but then I just saw the memes with like him as like putting that bearded character into like a Jack Burton esque situation and saying, <laughs> "Where's our? <laughs> where's this movie?" <laughs> Old man, you know, old man Burton. <laughs> it's a cuter version of it. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see how that goes. And then, uh, I, I don't even, this is stupid. Home Loans getting rebooted for Disney Plus. Um, it casts uh, Archie Yates, who was a hit in Jojo Rabbit, this kid, Ellie Kemper, and then Rob Delaney. Um, when I read this, I thought it was the stupidest thing ever it's like just here's the thing die hard has been done a million times a million most recently in that skyscraper movie that the rock was just in it's the same story do the same story just call it something else that's all yeah why why are you rebooting it when macaulay culkin could obviously play the father in this yeah yeah. you know and just make it the same world oh shit i left my kid alone yeah oh History repeats itself. You know, it's Stupid. why reboot things, man. I, <laughs> if you don't need to, child's play. And the, you know, <laughs> child's play. I still got to watch that. Uh, <laughs> though, what oh, I enjoyed it. It's happening. <laughs> I want to talk about. All right, moving on. Um, Conjuring three uh, is happening. Uh, Subtitle: The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, <laughs> Whatever, you know, the only reason I'm sorry, I'm saying whatever in that way, just because I'm going to see it. I like yeah, all those exactly. movies. I like that world. I like that there's a Conjuring universe, which is crazy to me. Yep. Um, six films in. So, you know, they're, they're like the Marvel of horror movies with James Wan at this point, which is great to me. Exactly. So, you can't you can't beat that. It's just like. And they're fun. I mean, they're just. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> they're good yeah. movies. So, um, and then <laughs> finally, John Wick 4 yeah. and The Matrix 4, a.k.a. Keanu Reeves Day, <laughs> will be released at 52121. It's Just, Keanu versus Keanu. It's so crazy. It He's, is. Whoever loses, he wins. <laughs> Keanu Reeves always wins. I don't know. <laughs> no, that is. That is crazy that they that they did this. To be honest with you, um, yeah, I don't, I, 
I almost want to, it's got to be some cool marketing scheme to do it, you know? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird idea, but I'll be there for both. <laughs> back to back. Back to back. Wick to wick, you know, whatever. Um, all right. You want to take over gaming? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so let's jump into this. Starship Troopers, one of our, you and I are one of our favorite things ever, um, is coming uh, with a, uh, a RTS game. So it's very similar to like Command and Conquer and whatnot, which is actually really, really cool, uh, to be honest with you, because um, I looked at the video and um, I, I love those kind of games. And I think that this this type of game fits perfectly into that kind of world. So, um, yeah. What did you think about that? Being a fan of those kind of games? You know it, man. Like I, I still love command and conquer. It's one of my favorite series of all time. Um, the original Warcrafts were like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the new command and conquer that came out, I want to say this year for mobile, I was addicted to for a while. So you put starship troopers skin on there done. You know, they, some of these games fail, like Star Wars has done it, and you think I would be more of a big fan, but it's not that great. So it really depends on who's making it um, and how they do it. Like Dune, Battle of Arrakis, again, one of my favorite games. So, it, like, I know it's not done by um, who does those? Blizzard, I want to say. Blizzard does Warcraft and, um, you know, EA's Command and Conquer, right? Yeah. So I guess. I don't remember who the developer is for this and you know, what their what their um, I, you know, my abandonware. What is this? No, that's not the right game. It's a different game. Apparently there's other games. What? What are these games? <laughs> Terran command. So there was a Terran ascendancy before. What the fudge? Very cool. How did we miss this? That was in 2000. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to find out. All right. Sorry. I'm getting bogged down by, you know, whatever. I'm going to buy it and yes. I'm going to play it and I'll give you guys a thorough review later on when I've killed all the bugs. There you <laughs> go. That's it. That's it. The only good bug is the dead bug, as they say. They do uh, Next up, Kingdom of Hearts 3, which I'm slowly working towards right now. Um, since I'm in the middle of two right now. Um, I had heard that people didn't like it because it didn't feature Final Fantasy characters, uh, which is, you know, one of the major aspects of the game <laughs> through the numerous titles that they've put out. So um, there is going to be a DLC called Remind, and it will cover um, introducing Final Fantasy characters into that game. So... Um, once I play through the main story, I will let you know about this one probably in five years. So that's, yeah, that's my time schedule. Yeah. You know what? And that's actually one of the reasons why I didn't play it. I played the other two. Um, and I like, and I like them. Yeah. So, but when I found out, you know, when I was reading reviews on part three, it was like, eh, do I care about this? And I didn't. Um, so that's good. I do. Uh, I do because I, I'm happy that they're doing this because I was kind of wondering why they hadn't included them. So, which is no, that's what I'm saying. Like now, I'll, now I'll actually play it. I wasn't weird. going to play it before. I mean, I would play it for the Disney stuff. Like the Final Fantasy stuff is cool in it, 
but to yeah. be honest with you, the Disney stuff is pretty amazing. And to be able to go into the toy, um, oh, why am I, why am I drawing a uh, blank? What's that? <laughs> toy Story. Toy Story. Thank you. The Toy Story world. Um, it, those kind of things are cool. So, um, yeah. Once I get through two, which I'm enjoying, um, I will be starting that game. Like I said. Okay, cool. Next up, um, so Resident Evils have been getting these, re- not reboots, remakes, basically, um, super remakes. Re- they're not remastered. They totally remake the game in, with new-gen graphics. And the amazing thing is that last, you know, Resident Evil 2 was actually nominated for Game of the Year. And that's kind of surprising to me when that happens, um, especially since it's a game that we played so many years ago, and it, it's a known story, but... Apparently, these reboots, uh, remakes are are something of uh, quality. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I guess they they do add yeah. stuff. So that's cool that they actually do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, I'm down. You know, Resident Evil Two is on my mm-hmm. list, especially now that it got nominated. I didn't realize it. Yeah. So. And then I saw that trailer for three, and I like both those games. I love them. I love fighting Nemesis. So yeah, I'm I'm down, down for those. Yeah, just to be nice when they're not sixty dollars. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta do that. It's like, um, and then uh, I I don't know too much about Godfall. Um, what do you got here? Why don't you take the last two here? Three. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me, um, let me actually let's let's do the Xbox last. Okay. Yeah, um, the only thing I, I'll say about Godfall is just that it was the first thing that they said it was going to be for PlayStation Five. Um, so it's an all CGI trailer, so you can't really say like what it's going to look like. It just was interesting that they said that. Um, trailer looked fine. Trailer looked fine. No other details in the PlayStation Five at the Video Game Awards. Um, the other thing I did want to say, though, is Wolf Among Us 2 was announced uh, earlier this year. LCG Entertainment bought um, Telltale because it went bankrupt. The Wolf Among Us is arguably the best thing that Telltale has done, in my opinion. is It was the best one. So, based off of the comic book fables, it was a lot of fun. Really cool detective, like, noir story set in that world of fairy tales so <laughs> i cannot wait uh you would love it you would totally love it you play the big wolf, bad wolf like that's your character right right it's crazy so uh yeah you can t- you can tell us about xbox if you want i do since it's big news um so xbox came out and announced their next set. new console called the series x uh or sex exactly so, xbox X. It's interesting because it does have a, a new look for console. We want to call it a cube, but obviously they've never went you know past math class. Um, so the Xbox Series X is actually a rectangle um, column esque looking console, uh, which is kind of interesting. It's a very new design. Um, it's almost like a PC, to be honest with you. Um, difference in the controllers. Um, I'm gonna leave a. I'm gonna leave a an article in here for the specs. We don't have to go over too much into detail. I just wanted to let you guys all know that, and I'm sure you know, 
Um, I'm not a big Xbox guy, but um, you know, this is 2020 is going to be the new console season. Um, all of those, you know, we're waiting for more news on the PS5. Um, so uh, look for console wars to really get going next year. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I really did like about the trailer, it was a very well-made trailer, mm-hmm. but <laughs> seeing that last shot of Master Chief, because I do love Halo, I was like, God damn, that looks good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, it doesn't, like, seeing that stuff doesn't, like, I just don't care about Xbox. I, yeah, I know. I never have, and it's just like... Yeah. When I see that stuff, I'm just like, fine. I, I know it looks great, but what are you show? Are you showing me real gameplay? Or are you showing me CGI movie? You know what I mean? So, right. Um, let's see some gameplay. Um, let's see it. Why don't you guys get a Kotor exclusive and give me a reason to buy your your gaming system? Um, whatever. Yeah, just to end things with um, gaming real quick is there, there was a lot of other stuff that was announced. Like, they showed more footage from Final Fantasy VII, which looked insane. Yeah. Uh, Bravely Default 2 got announced. A new Baldur's Gate. Jesus Christ, that got announced. So I'm pretty excited about that. So it's, it's, it's out there. You know what I mean? Like, I could touch on some other stuff, but these are the bigger highlights. That's, um, um, that D&D game is, is different. Um, it is. It's not... Um, is it... Baldur's Gate 3 is already coming out. Um, so that's that's a little bit different. I was actually gonna I was actually gonna put this up um, because this is gonna be There's, so Dark Alliance, Dark Alliance, third person yes. action role playing game. So that's strange that they. We'll see how this differs from what they're doing. Um, maybe it'll be more behind the back running, with Witcher type game than the overhead. Uh, see, they're four player. Yeah. So this is cool because this actually is going to include a lot of the uh, Salvatore characters, the big ones. So that's cool. Yeah, I think it's more like a um, uh, Diablo type of thing. The overhead, right? Single player mode, you can select any character you wish to play and swap between them throughout the campaign. And okay. that's co-op mode, yeah. The top will not follow the top-down perspective of part, past Dark Alliance games. Instead, it will be from the third-person perspective. Okay. That's cool. I like that. Um, I do, you know, that, that's a little bit more like um, what they do with Neverwinter, you know, with that MMO. MMO. Yep. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Cool. Very All cool. Right. And uh, Star Wars news. We got The Rise of Kylo is next week. Charles Soul. Um, it takes place, I guess, like what? During his training with Luke, becoming a Knight of Ren or taking over the Knights of Ren? Uh huh. Yep. Um, you know, we've been talking about it for a while and excited to see that. Though, again, Charles Soul even confirmed it will be divisive. People won't like what I have to write, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, this is like a precursor to like everybody has to put that down. Um, I think so. Whatever. If you don't like it, don't don't read it. Um, yep. I'm interested to see this time period. Um, I haven't been a big fan of everything, um, so I really like to see how they develop pre 
first order um and that you know the jedi academy time and i'm really looking forward to a lot of that stuff um and i i really hope that we get some really fun stuff from that time period yeah exactly um this next one you know boba fett in mandalorian so we're recording this on the 13th the episodes out that followed the one that kind of alluded to boba fett coming out Mm mm-hmm and as of this time, it hasn't been spoiled to say if he's there. I don't think it's him. I don't want it to be him. Um, that's kind of all I have to say about that. I've been enjoying Mandalorian, and I guess we haven't super talked about it too much. Um, but, you know, even though they're playing it safe, I do enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really enjoy it. Um, we did talk about a little bit of during the Star Warriors podcast after the first episode. Um, and then we'll have another one, you know, post show finale or season finale. So look forward to that. But um, I, either way, I feel like if Boba Fett did show up and they did something new with the character, fine, made him the big bad, fine, whatever, I would accept it. Um, I really don't think it's him. I think that they have a lot of opportunity to do different things. I even was like, man, what if it was like Valence and they decided to bring him into this? Um, tie everything together with what they're going to be doing with that bounty hunters comic, whatever, something new. Um, I did see a picture from this week's episode that may have revealed that, it, that a new character is being introduced. So I don't know if that's the gunslinger. I, I don't know. Um, we'll know tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, cool. 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 Um, and then Rise Skywalker next week. And again, we'll do an episode devoted to all of our thoughts at the end of the saga. <laughs> um, very, very excited to see what's going to happen with that. Um, so pretty pumped. I am very pumped. I am just so worried that they're just going to be like, here's all this fan service. <laughs> you know, so... Um, I just whatever we'll talk about it in another podcast. It's there's no, okay. it's coming out. I'm excited. Yep. Let's do it. There you go. Uh, hey, what time is it? It is time to pursue some plastic. All right, toy pursuers. Um, so the the Mandalorian, uh, as we just discussed, is in full swing. We're almost close to the season finale, to be honest, already. And so the the, the funny thing is, is that Disney did make a decision. Um, they did decide to hold back the reveal of the child, aka Baby Yoda, until the show premiered, which did affect their holiday sales. So in essence, they did choose. Um, to give a story over making money. Um, They're going to make money regardless. And um, of course they have dropped everything as of now. Uh, So you can get the child merchandise from action figures to plush to to coffee cups. I've ordered all of them um, and more. So um, (laughs) it's, they're all out there. Um, I'm actually, I did an article today for toy for pursuit of plastic, my toy article, and I did a little shopping guide. So I'm going to drop that link into this, this outline for you guys. Um, so you can kind of see what's out there. Uh, but you know, 
you know, expected. Um, I really was, I was happy that they made an actual Black Series figure at the price point they did. It's it's like an inch and a half tall, but you know, it's 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 nine, it's ten bucks. Comes with some accessories, a little box like they did with a Korg. So, um, and then all the all those other cool little fl- uh, plushes and stuff. So very cool, very cool. Yeah, I, I already ordered the um, the Mattel plush. So I had and I canceled it and I ordered the the, the seven and a half inch talking one. Um, so I got that one instead. And maybe we'll see. I'll think about it. I'll probably end up getting it all anyway. But um, yeah, you know, it's 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 bound the store or the galaxy together. Baby Yoda, love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, Mesco unleashed their latest. Um, exclusive deluxe set. Um, it is Popeye and Bluto uh, two pack uh, called Stormy Seas Ahead. Uh, this comes, of course, with the recently revealed Bluto 112 figure, uh, which we saw. Um, I forgot which show we saw. I think it was Comic Con. Um, but yeah, this is out. This is the third Popeye figure. Um, but the only way to get Bluto at this time, if you're if you're looking ahead for that, and it's still actually up for pre-order on, on Mesco's site, so I will leave that uh, link as well for you guys. Yeah, I don't care about Bluto, but if I was more into Popeye, like this would be the thing to get for sure. <laughs> yep, yep, it's pretty rad. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and then with the. Uh, with the release of the Black Widow trailer, we got some Black Widow merchandise, including a look at the new Marvel Legends Wave, which is now up for pre-order, uh, featuring many of the characters from the sh- from the movie, um, including my favorite David Harbour <laughs> as a Russian, um, and also the the very cool looking Taskmaster, which people kind of had an issue with his looks, but people are, they're also promising a very comic accurate look. I don't care either way. I think he looks awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it's a more slimmed down version of Hopper, but fine, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm still, still into it for sure. And Taskmaster. I love. Yep. Yeah. It's all about those Marvel dad bods. Apparently. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's a major selling point these days. Um, Last up, we talked about the Wonder Woman trailer and the lack of Cheetah in it. Um, we have seen some reveals of Cheetah um, and what she looks like in the movie uh, through the merchandise. So I, I'm not going to say anything yet until I see her in the movie. I just I don't like what I've seen so far. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get an ultimate, probably more animal-looking version. I hope it's probably a slow transition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like throughout the course of the movie where she starts out looking kind, you know, maybe the claws come in until we finally get the full blown cheetah version. Um, But then also DC sucks at fucking making villains look cool. So who knows? (laughs) Like all their movies, the villain other than other than uh, Aquaman, all the villains look stupid. Deathstroke, Deathstroke look cool. Deathstroke always looks cool. Deathstroke in the five seconds he's in, yes, he did look cool. I'm talking about the movies too. Yep. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, they. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, but the only one they ever do right. Well, Zod is easy. <laughs> Zod. 
Zod is still one of my favorite DC movie villains. Of course, but you know, you know what I mean. It's, it's not just, hard to do. I know. And Ares didn't look bad. They just oh, uh, I didn't. Ares would have looked cool with better CGI. I mean, when they do is, they just would have left, not put that dude's face on there. <laughs> like they make stupid decisions. So like Steppenwolf is just so bad. Well, that's draw the line there because then you start watching you know shazam i liked i liked like you said aquaman so let's just have hope that they do this right <laughs> yeah that's it that's it okay so yeah get ready i'm not buying any of that stuff so it's so good <laughs> where can you find us uh we are on don't forget to tell uh your daily source news reviews interviews and more get your geekly news people um also find us on social media follow us there facebook Instagram and the Twitter. That's right. And um, yeah, guys, like I said, we probably got one more normal episode for the season, but you know, make sure to follow along with us because we love you all. And then uh, keep reading those comics. This is Casey saying, Hey, this is Chris. We'll see you next time. <laughs>